1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
0: That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling
1: and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
0: Great moments are born from great opportunity. So you're telling me there's a chance. Average go- You suck compared to me.
1: So you guys are two prep up, school white guys the podcast. We
0: white are dogs. underdogs.
1: They stay ready so you have to get ready. Man, I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy. for <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back in to the Shot Podcast. We're here. I'm here with my good friends and my co host uh, Davis Patrick Reed. We and sound it, like a late-night radio show. <laughs> we are kind of a late-night radio show. I just had some tea. Uh, I'm, I'm settling down for the evening. We're we're wearing matching tracksuits if you're not watching this on YouTube. I wasn't
0: going to say anything. about And it. we look
1: fantastic. Uh, we look like,
0: uh, it's my dick in a box. <laughs> I don't think you... I don't know, I don't know if I can uh,
1: say uh We did not get paid to wear these, believe it or not. We wore these by choice. Yeah. Uh, the brand is... Sergio Ticini. Um, To be honest with you, I've never heard of Sergio Ticini. I have this weird thing. Um, I think a lot of athletes have it where like from a marketing standpoint, a lot of companies will just kind of send you stuff. So I just randomly will get boxes sent to my house. And this was a... Uh, recent package that was sent uh, these jumpsuits and I just kind of put them off I have like a room where I put all the extra stuff and you just rummaged through there <laughs> as I did happen to track them down <laughs> the hats on the other hand are Soho Youth Club uh, which is based out of uh, Ann Arbor Michigan uh, home of my alma mater But uh, they're doing some good stuff in the community uh, over there, helping out kids with literacy and and just helping underserved communities, particularly children. So they're actually doing some good stuff. I do know Soho Youth Club. Never heard of Sergio Ticini, but I will say I think we look pretty good. I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. I feel like we should be coaching like – a youth soccer team or slinging drugs. I feel like Will Ferrell and kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I juice was. Juice box. Um, Give me a juice box. But I feel good. I feel ready to go. We got a mailbag.
0: We do. We yeah. haven't done one of these in 2022. Really? Remember, we said we were going to do one every 10 episodes and we haven't done one in eight months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I always push for the mailbags. Yeah, you do. Um, I like them. They're low maintenance, not a lot to prep for. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, one is one like this is long overdue, and I'm happy we're getting around to doing it. Yeah, we like And there's a lot of questions out there, I'm sure that that need to be answered. And that's the so. most important
0: part, you know. We like to hear what yeah. the people. It's about We the like people. to answer the questions from the people.
1: 100. It's all about the people.
0: I do want to address one thing real quick because uh, I did rummage through your closet to find these. I will I will admit that it's the first thing I do when I get here because there's so many things that go you just you forget about them you tuck them away i don't even think you open boxes all the time and so you find sometimes you can find treasure like this yeah you would have never known
1: yeah i i mean i i feel like you're maybe painting the not the most positive picture
0: but well you're inundated inundated with things yeah there's just a lot of random stuff
1: that gets sent here and i don't always have time to to really uh, do my due diligence and
0: look through it all. Yeah, I'm just so busy, man. I'm focused no, on the it's process, not, it's man. that's not really what it is. I mean, I, if, you, if you can't find me, it's because I'm in my bag. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really that. But anyways, what were you saying? Uh, nothing, really. All right, let's get to it. First question I have for you. Duncan.
1: Well, you don't have... This isn't your question. This is... Uh, yeah, 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 fine. Somebody else's? Sure, yeah, sure, sure,
0: sure. This comes from Abby Atch. A-C-H? Atch? Oh, Abby yeah, Atch. Yeah. Yeah. Abby. This comes from Abby. Abby asks, who was the most fun, best player to watch out of all the teams in the playoffs this year? Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about the finals. or. Anything. No, we haven't. We haven't had
1: a chance to talk about the finals. I'm going to do one close to home. I It was cool for me to watch Jordan Poole mm. play throughout the playoffs, um, just given our history as teammates and friends and uh you know it was just cool to see I know how much he's put into it and uh, I know how much he's grown as a player and it was just cool to see so much work time energy commitment uh come to fruition on that stage particularly early on in the playoffs when he was just kind of like Bursting onto the scene when like Steph was coming off the bench yeah. and JP was going for like 25 at night uh, That w- that was really cool to see uh, and well warranted all the praise that he got and then for him to get a ring. I mean, uh, obviously The level of competition is high and, and everyone wants to see themselves at the end uh, You know holding it up, but it was cool for me to to see him. I'm, I'm happy for him for sure.
0: Yeah, there's a funny video Because Jordan's what 22? 22, I believe. Yeah, it feels right. And so, you know, the Warriors weren't great his first two years. Yeah,
1: they were really bad, actually.
0: But he's 22, and he now knows what it's like to win a championship. So there's this funny clip of Steph breaking down because he just has an emotional breakdown. Clearly, this championship meant a lot to him. And so he's in tears just, you know, trying to keep it together, but he can't. And then Jordan's standing right next to him just like, doing the gritty or something just like dance. yeah just dancing. it's just the polar opposite you know it's the 22 year old who wins the championship it's
1: amazing yeah i uh hopefully a future long shot guest we've been working on that one for a while still working on it uh, a little stubborn hard headed about coming on here but we'll, we'll get there um uh, but it is crazy i mean jordan was a guy who just always had so much talent and you know early on in his michigan career when i was a senior he was a freshman we were like roommates on the road and stuff and uh, always had so much talent and, you know, kind of early on, couldn't get out of his own way a little bit and was hard-headed and stubborn, like a lot of good players are. Uh, but to see just in a short amount of time where he's come from then to now uh, is is really incredible. It's testament to him and, and what he's put into it. Uh, but then also, like, obviously, what an opportunity is for him to be around that organization yeah. and those guys and, and learn and grow and become a professional
0: and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I think – situation is everything and it seems to me like there's no there are few places better than golden state and playing with a guy like Steph than to see how things are done
1: yeah I mean especially for a player like Jordan right who has so much talent and ability for him to be in the structure of that and it's like it's freedom within structure because that's what they do so well and that's why they're so hard to prepare for is because it's not scripted structure but it's it's like having the pillars laid out, but then you have freedom to move throughout, and that's when you can really maximize talent when you combine freedom with structure, and you kind of walk that line between
0: the two. Yeah, um, my answer, Steph. I don't know if if Abby cares about. I don't think she cares. Answer. To be honest, but I I don't care. To keep not to give another warrior, but they were the champions, so most fun player to watch it makes sense to be on that team. I mean, he is just. He's incredible. He's incredible. I'm, I'm curious for you. How do you, how do your peers talk about Steph? Like, do other guys around the league understand his greatness? Because for me, I just think he's, it doesn't, some of the, the stuff he does on the court just doesn't make sense. And I obviously don't, I don't think I understand the game at the level that lo, like you guys in the locker room do. But do, how do people talk about what he's doing? Or like, Are those conversations happening? I mean, honestly, I don't think it happens
1: as much one because we only play them twice a year. Um, but when it when the conversations do happen, I, I think everyone just kind of like unanimously agrees that he is like he's his own thing. Like, there's nobody else in the league that's doing anything close to really what he's doing. Um, there's nobody else in the league that you really guard the same way you have to guard him. I mean, there are guys, obviously, that are high level. Uh, great shooting point guards that can fill it up and score but like he's just doing it at a different level and especially within how they play like so much of their offense is predicated around him and getting two people on him and him creating and he's just in constant motion so I I think the big one just being like everyone's kind of like knows just how unique I don't want to speak for like the rest of the NBA right um but the other thing I've heard from friends of mine or whatnot who've played with him is also just like how low maintenance he is. For someone to be that good and be so just kind of like, yeah, like just just all about the team winning and like just kind of like a regular guy um, in that sense. And and not that that makes him that makes him better. It's just it's just unique um to be in the situation that he is as a superstar um but just kind of be like low maintenance and and just kind of like chilling basically because um, that's kind of like what you see with his personality like there are quotes out there i think of like aisha talking about like after he breaks records like he just wants to come home and just like chill and like yeah. watch movies and like hang out with his family like i think that's really unique um but I mean, I don't have like a firsthand experience of that. That's just what I've heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I get <clears> it. He's my size. Like, I just don't understand. It just doesn't make sense how he can be so. I better. mean, he's
1: a the other thing. He's a crazy athlete. Yeah. His ability to change direction, speed, quickness. Like, yeah, he's not like vertically dunking on people, but like his
0: conditioning level, yeah. like all that stuff, and he's strong. Like, the, how much he moves in a game. Yeah. Like, and then it's you saw insane. it in the finals. He gets one-on-one matchups off these high pick-and-rolls and and he just blows by. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, part of it is that you just have to always be up because you have to respect his ability to shoot the way that he does. But, like, yeah, he's just, like, He's not this, like, frail little kid that a lot of people, like, remember him as a Davidson. Like, yeah. he's gotten a lot bigger, a lot stronger. I think that, like, started to get covered more, weirdly enough, like, this finals. Because, it, you know, he was better defensively or whatever. But, like, he's been like that. Yeah. It's not like that's, like, a totally new thing. It's just, you know, whatever. People,
0: like, pick narrative lines and just kind of run with them. But Yeah, makes sense. All right, that was, like, a... F- i think if we're spending that long on every question we're going to get through five questions no we'll we'll,
1: we'll keep it pushing no we'll, i like we'll the though. pace no, I, no. I
0: actually like a little more rapid fire personally we can do, we bro, can do mean, a little combo how about this if you if you have something to say we can stay on it if right. you want to keep it short we can keep it short yeah this one i have a feeling you're going to want to keep short so this will be a good example <laughs> of uh mr heat plays asks what are duncan's goals for the summer what are your plans for the summer
1: yeah we'll keep this one short <laughs> and sweet uh it's basically just to become a better basketball player. I mean, I highlighted this in the episode we did, yeah, um, right after the season, the first Briefly. one back, and it's just basically I like know, maybe we'd expand on it, but we don't have to. No, there's not really much to expand on, you know. I mean, there is, but like, it doesn't make any sense to get on here and talk about it. Like, well, it, and real G's move in silence, yeah, like lasagna, like lasagna exactly. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to be here. Well, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, like. No, we're yeah. not. We're not doing that.
0: But we'll, you're, you're. I'll. Uh, how about this? I'll answer the question for okay. you. Sure. Because we were talking about it a little bit today. You're getting after it. Yeah, you're, I mean that's the on plan the court too. in the morning. working Well, no, out. we're not going to do all then this. Then you're in the weight room. We're not going to do all that. Then you're doing Pilates. No, we're not. Then gonna, you're okay. doing PT. Then you're back at night to shoot. It's like it's a full day of basketball every day. I mean, yeah, I'm, It's a lot. I, that is my profession, so it's what it should be. So but don't get it twisted. He does a podcast. It takes an <laughs> hour out of his week, all right? He's still on the court for eight hours a day. You can't be on the court for more than that, otherwise your body shuts down. All right, we were went to dinner tonight, he was limping to the table because he's on his feet all day working all right, out. Let's go. Come on. All right. That's all I got to say. Keep, keep moving. Um This is kind of in the same vein. You're gonna hate this question. But I, I Why I, do you choose them if you don't well, because have to hate them? I actually I'm interested in this. Jeremiah asked, How many shots a day do you shoot in the off season? I'm not at the point where I like write down, like have a shooting journal
1: or do anything like that. But broadly, because I'm, I'm roughly, I mean, yeah, does
0: it ramp up?
1: Yeah, I think there's times where, like, for example, right now, as I'm like kind of getting back into it, it's more about just like getting comfortable and repping shots and getting a lot of shots. And then, like as the summer goes on, it's more kind of like detailed, specific around working on this specific type of shot or or like just having game reps, but you have to build that like base, right? So it's like the cardio base, but it's also like the basketball base. And, you know, you when you go, when you take two weeks off and you're not using those muscles, like – they they regress a little bit so you have to build that back up so like right now it's a little stretch where you get a lot of shots you you kind of get back in that rhythm of shooting you see the ball go in a bunch get more comfortable and then you kind of like strategically move forward from there you mix in competition like that's one thing a big difference this summer is i'm going to try to like compete and play more and that's not like reckless pickup games um that get posted on YouTube and think people think it's like great runs it's more like controlled competition
0: and you know one-on-one two-on-two three-on-three like that sort of stuff the reason the other reason I wanted to ask this question is because I wanted to segue it then to tell you that I played pickup for the first time in like eight months the other day and played for an hour and a half probably eight nine games in that span
1: I feel like you you did you tell this story on a podcast or did you just tell it very vividly to me on FaceTime? Because I've heard this story Probably before. told it to you. I don't think okay, I've told it on a right. the podcast. Then if I'm continue. repeating this story I'm on the podcast,
0: gonna... I apologize to everybody listening. If you're repeating it, this
1: better get cut out. But Yeah, just keep we'll going.
0: cut it out. If I, I don't think I've said this. Though. It's right. also not that I worthy. I think either way
1: it should maybe get cut out. It's not a ahead. worthy story of me telling twice. All but right. my
0: point is I, shot, I probably shot the ball 30 times in those nine games and I was legitimately sore. The next day. Right. And so you talked about that too, the muscle atrophy. And it's obviously a little different for you. You took a couple weeks off. I had taken eight months off, and I'm not a professional basketball player. But I imagine you go through that Did too. Did you ice ice the elbow the next day? No ice, but I realized I couldn't play for a couple more days. Really? Yeah, the body needs to recover. There you go. Yeah, all right. Um, next question's for me. I love that. <laughs> not a lot of these. <laughs> That's a fun con, one. Con, k o n con K-O-N, K-O-N-T-S-K. Contisk. Contisk. Asks, does Davis ever get starstruck with a guest? Yes, every week. Essentially, I'm starstruck right now, just looking at Duncan. With a guest, though, I'm not a guest. With yes, uh, one what's thousand the percent. What's the guest that you were the most starstruck with? Scott Van Pelt, I remember, because because wow. he was episode. He was like in the first twenty that we did, in the yeah. first fifteen. I was just did. say
1: early on, you were really nervous. Oh my god, a I lot. remember because it was
0: kind of like that.
1: You kind of had that. Um, complex like that. What am I doing here?
0: Oh, 1000. You know, imposter syndrome, I still do. Like, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Oh, I still do.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. You're wearing a full tracksuit. Well, you look the part right yeah, now. I'm to lean in. But, uh, but early on, I, I remember like you had a lot of
0: nervous energy, a lot of totally. nervous questions,
1: but you've, you've, uh, you've pushed I'm through. I mean, you carried the
0: pod by yourself and now I'm coming into my own. Yeah. But no, I remember with, with, uh, SVP, I remember sitting cause the, the virtual ones are weird too. Yeah, they are. It's so, always awkward. Over Zoom, Super especially with someone awkward. you don't know yeah.
1: and can like really connect with. You. So
0: I remember having a moment where I sort of had that outer body experience of I am sitting in my parents' house on, fa- on a Zoom with Scott Van Pelt asking him questions. This is my job now. And I sort of lost track of the conversation for a couple minutes because I was like, what is going on?
1: Yeah. You know? You dialed it back in, though, and you asked some great questions. That was a good one. One of my what favorites. it's all about. No, is the man. I would... We should get him back on.
0: He's actually on the TV right now. He is on it. Yeah, he's on just the great TV stuff. right now. Um, Do you have... you had any of those moments in the po- during the podcast? Because we've talked to some people that you don't really have relationships with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like starstruck as much as it is just kind of like anxious, nervous, because I don't feel necessarily comfortable. Yeah. Right? Like, if it's a teammate or a friend or something like that, obviously, there's really none of that. But like... And it's mostly when it's over zoom because you have less control. Like, yes, there's like, it's more likely that you're going to have that awkward moment where like one person's talking and the other one talks over them. And like in person you have like the social cues and kind of like what you can kind of put together based off of like subtle communication, eye contact, body language, all that sort of stuff uh, where you can kind of navigate that. But zoom is just so,
0: it's just awkward. It's so much easier in person. Um, Okay. From Allie Rucker. What do players say to each other in each other's ear after games? And is there a funniest thing said to you a post-game from another player that comes to mind? Because you guys do. You do the little, you know, the, it used to be the jersey swaps. Now those aren't happening as much. But you get the, like, <laughs> hand-over-the-mouth conversations. What's going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's... I don't participate in those always. I kind of have, like, a subtle rule if, like we're not close enough to where I would like text you and like link up and talk with you like after the game in the tunnel, then like I probably don't need to be like saying what's up to you directly after the game. Like it feels like it, I don't, I don't think
0: there's anything wrong with it. Wait, I would argue those are the people you should be talking to after the game because you're going no, to talk to the like, other guys on the tunnel. But it's
1: like, it's kind of like I'm going to talk to you after. So like we don't need to do this out here. Okay. But like, that being said, I do still do it every now and then. It's um, for the camera. Yeah, I mean it's like there's some there's like some a showy side to it, right? Like the kind of like performance, theatrics. Uh but it's like it's funny to me always <laughs> those like kind of like inter awkward moments in between. Like you dap up the person you know well, <laughs> and then there's like that person that you like kind of know well that like yeah, I'll, I'll probably dab him up. And then there's, like, always that random one. Like, I don't really know him, but for some reason we just dabbed each other up. Like, <laughs> you're just caught in the flow. Yeah, it's just, like, there's a rhythm and flow to it. Um, so I, like, oftentimes choose to just, like, opt out of it entirely. Hmm. I think I should probably... I don't know. I, I go back and forth, but... I say do it. Yeah, I mean, in terms of funny moments, I don't know. It's, it's always funny when, like it's somebody that I know really well and like like for example we played uh the magic this year and Mo had like gotten into it with Marquise Morris it's just like I'm just like why yeah now you can't go chop it up with him yeah it's like this weird situation where like everyone on our team holds like some sort of animosity towards him so like (laughs) damn, like now I got to go dab him up. So like I tr- kind of tried to like avoid him and like say what's up to Franz or whatever, like Robin Lopez. Cause that's my boy. Legend. Um, but then like ultimately I ended up having to talk to Mo and I, you know, just like talking about like, what, like, why are you doing this? Um, and he gives me some explanation of like, is this what I do, man? This What I do, this is who I am.
0: Uh, so probably that, I mean, that's not a great answer. Um, that's fine. Can I tell the Robin Lopez Justin Bieber story? Yeah, sure. This guy is such a legend. I grew so much respect for him because we went to see Justin Bieber. I was not there for this. This is in Orlando. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You weren't there.
1: That was when uh, I talked Davis, about it on the podcast.
0: We're not doing it. Davis is doing the Justin Bieber <laughs> World Tour. Hit multiple stops we went, in the same. We week. went to the Bieber concert in Orlando. Have I told you this story? Yes. And Robin Lopez was there with his wife and he's reading a book in the back I love that, the whole man. concert. Like he's not watching, he's just reading his book. I love that. So he man. clearly just came to, you know, support. His wife wanted to be there. I and, now understand why he has such an impressive vocabulary. It was amazing. It just yeah. locked into his book. It's great stuff. At one point his wife went up to him and asked him to come join her to enjoy the concert and he, yeah, you know, of course he's going to do it. He, he obliged, but it yeah. seemed like he would rather be reading his book. So then they go sit in the dark to watch the concert, and thirty seconds later, he pulls out his iPad and starts reading on his iPad. I love that move. So he was—he was clearly expecting that this would happen. Yeah. And Mo has told us this too—that he is—he is reading a book. He's or a voracious he's, reader, or he's playing basketball. It's one I feel or like, the
1: other. I feel like the word voracious only gets used when talking about reading. I don't know if it gets used ever. I feel like I always hear that he's a voracious reader. She's I mean, a voracious reader. Is that our word of the day? Yeah, maybe voracious. voracious. Anyways.
0: All right. Um, I like this question a lot from Naomi. Uh, they ask, if the max you could make a year in the NBA was $75,000 a year, would you still play? And what percent of players do you think would still play? See, that's an
1: interesting question because you're looking at – I would definitely play. I mean, first of all, it would be significantly less competitive. So I would. I, there's a chance I would be like maybe the best player, one of the best, like top fifteen, twenty players. I seriously think there there would be no. a chance of that. Yeah, if le- like think about less people would be playing. Well, because I guess it there's depends. Less incentive to play.
0: Well. Yes. Okay. Fine. I think if it was still the NBA, is it the best option, or are people going overseas to make more money, like in the WNBA? Oh, the WNBA—they do both. No, but I just—I just think that if you could only
1: get, if you were capped at seventy-five k, I think that people would not be as good of players.
0: Well, sure. If we're going all the way back to like people wouldn't be as incentivized to be basketball players. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Fine. Fair enough. So. I think there would be like less competition. What if tomorrow they just change the maximum salary to seventy-five thousand? How many people are d- deciding to not play basketball anymore? And well, that's
1: with the caveat: Are you allowed to go play overseas for more money? Because um, everyone would go do
0: that. Okay. What if you couldn't? What if this was your best option? So it's either this or nothing. I think you'd see a, a decent amount of guys hang it up. What? Twenty percent? A quarter?
1: Twenty-five percent? Half? It's just hard. Ho- like there's so much that comes with playing in the NBA that is overwhelmingly positive, right? Yes. And it's like truly unique in comparison to like any other livelihood. And I don't want anyone to think for a second that myself, or I don't want to speak for everybody, but anyone takes it for granted. But when you've experienced it for 10, 11, 12, whatever years, five, 5 to 15, whatever it is, eventually those perks like wear out. Yeah. To a certain ex- extent, there's some level of like fatigue of like You're like, "Oh, right. another
0: free tracksuit."
1: Yeah, <laughs> or like you know, for some of these guys, like a charter flight is like they've done thousands of them.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like you don't know what life is without, you know, like you can't go back.
1: Yeah, but but my point being is like some guys have made enough money, like what yeah. is why are they yeah, going to yeah, yeah. fly around play 82 games you know, it's that's a serious toll on your body, your health. Yeah, like it's eye opening to me, like that, like Dirk Nowitzki talking about what those last couple of years of his career did to him. Like he can't move around. What like his he's he's not as like mobile as he he would like to be post career. Basketball is an incredibly impactful sport, not necessarily yeah in the way that football is, where you're like running into bodies, but like the impact of your joints, ligaments. You know, in football, you're on a field, In basketball, you're on hardwood, like over and over again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you'd see a lot of guys not play. To be honest with you,
0: so your answer is you would still play. I would still play. You'd be, play. A, you'd I would, be an all star.
1: No, well, here's the thing: I would still play. I would like constantly be evaluating like opportunity cost of like, all right, if I'm gonna keep, I'm 28 years old right now. If I'm gonna keep doing this, like. I am seriously setting myself back in, like, another career. Yeah. This is also assuming that I haven't secured, sure, you know, financially myself and that I've been making 75 k per year. Like, that's not enough. An 8-year career or 15-year right. career, this is your 75 earning k is not enough to retire. You have no prospects Yeah, so this. there's, like, an opportunity cost there of, like, going out and actually making money that you can, like, provide, yep. you know, with. That sort of
0: stuff. Okay, let me flip this question then because... LIV golf is in yeah. the news. All Absolutely, these guys leaving yeah. for these 100 million dollar contracts. Yeah. If that were to happen, what's the so Dustin Johnson reportedly like these guys are going for 100 200 million. Yeah, yeah, which is more than Tiger made in his career. Right. So, what's the equivalent in the NBA? What's LeBron made in his career? 300 million? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, if 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 some European Saudi basketball league started throwing around $300 million contracts to people. Are people out? I would say for sure. Yeah, right? yeah, I
1: think I think you'd I think you'd see something similar. I I will say like I know there's a lot of scrutiny with the the live golf thing, but like I think competition is in general, generally speaking, competition is <clears throat> unequivocally a positive thing. Yeah. That it it's the fastest way to breed positive results for particularly the players, right? Because now all of a sudden you see the PGA Tour respond and create these other events with $20 million purses, and it incentivizes the PGA Tour to keep their players. And by doing so, they have to create better circumstances for their players. Like That sort of competitive pressure is how you actually get results. Otherwise, you're just going to see the same stuff over and yeah. over again. Now, I don't think that that's something's going to happen with the NBA because I think the NBA has, in general, and will continue to, as we move forward, make efforts to create really good environments for their players and yeah. prioritize their players. That's not something that I've always heard with golf. I mean, I think a big thing with the the guys leaving the tour is, like, <clears throat> the PGA Tour grind, especially when you include majors, is a grind. Yeah, You know, there's no real offseason there, and that's a huge part of it. You know, the, the Live Tour... Is a totally different play schedule. They yeah. get more time off, all that sort of less stuff, golf. and they can still play in the the majors, um, which is funny. Somebody pointed out to me, it's like if I if I signed a check or if I got a check that was worth two hundred million dollars, my first thing would be like, I'm going to play more golf. Like, yeah, 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 how awesome yeah. would it be to play more <laughs> golf? And these guys are <laughs> like, well, now that we signed this, we actually want to play less yeah. golf. <laughs> but it's just,
0: it goes to show to like, this is just a job for people. Yeah. You know, like it's a job. Yeah. So for you to chase the money. In your job is not. I, mean, I think most people would do that. I do think the difference with golf is, with, with like the hypothetical in the NBA, is that there is the history aspect of the PGA, <laughs> which does matter. Like some of these players who are staying, Justin Thomas, I think. Yeah, John they want to be like, like considered with the greats. Yeah, they've come out and said, "Look, I like I want to win the PGA. Winning a PGA tournament means something."
1: Yeah, and I that's guess. up for debate. Legacy, Look, like no, what do legacy, you
0: value. Legacy definitely matters,
1: but like. Not to bring it back up, but like, there's, I don't know. There, everything has a price. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what am I willing to? I guess tarnish my legacy for? I mean, that's a decision that obviously those guys have made, and I don't even necessarily think it's tarnishing though. It depends how you look at it. No, I. But
0: it's. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. If someone, when someone, when someone offers us a hundred million dollars to go do our podcast in Europe, I'm, I'm on the first flight. (laughs) I love that. I'll be right there with you. Um, all right. This question comes from either Jesus or Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of, it sort of piggybacks off this because we're talking about all the perks that come in the NBA. That's not just the pay. And they ask, what's the most fun thing about being in the NBA that people wouldn't expect? Is there Anything that comes to mind? The most fun most thing. most fun thing about being in the NBA that people wouldn't expect. I don't know what people would expect. Yeah, I would say the most fun. The money, the clothes, the women. Okay, well,
1: I'll say I'll say generally You're celebrities. Generally is like the access. And and early on in my career, I constantly heard like make sure you maximize relationships and networking while you're still playing. Because Mm -hmm. while you're an active player, pretty much everybody will respond to you, pick up your phone call, like you're always going to ha- kind of have that sizzle and pop of being a current NBA player. Yeah. And when you retire that just naturally changes. So I would say the access of like, and, and I don't like abuse it by any means, but for me, like if I'm a fan of a music artist or if I'm a fan of uh, like the example with the PJ thing and an actual, not an actual artist because music artists are still artists, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh a creator sculptor, of some artist. sort. Yeah, right. Like, I'm going to actively reach out to them and let them know that I'm a fan of what they do. Not yeah. in some, like, public setting or anything, but, like, more so, like, privately. Like, like recently, I've been listening to the Dissect podcast. Yeah. And I think Cole Kushner does an amazing job. And I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I, I just really appreciate your work. And... It's cool. It's It will forever be cool to me that, like, I'll get a response. Yeah. And that he'll hit me back. And Did he we'll, hit you back? Yeah. Shout out Cole Cush. And we'll have a dialogue. Will he come on the pod? At some point.
0: Right. but I like, want to break down music with him. But,
1: like, something like that where it's, like, you know, people reach out to people all the time. Um, and I could be better about responding to people when they yeah. reach out. and I, And I do try. But, like... It's unrealistic, obviously, to get to everybody all the time, and it can be such a slippery slope. But, like, for me, it's always been cool that, like, I can hit up, you know, I I listen to a Parker McCullum song, and I like his music, and I can hit him up and be like, I love your music, and we can go back and forth. And, you know, he's a Heat fan and this
0: or whatever. Like, that's cool to me. I'm jealous, and this is a perfect opportunity for me to say, good, good golf. Will you please get back to me? I know I'm not an NBA player, but I have DM'd you guys, and you haven't responded, haven't even opened it. So, yeah, we could have Duncan do it, but we're trying to do it without him. Will you guys please get back to me? We have some ideas, okay? <laughs> please hit me back. That's good
1: stuff. That's good no, stuff. No,
0: but I get it, and I see... And I, I
1: like good good Golf a lot. They make some great golf golf. Yes. Concerts. They really
0: do. And we have some ideas that we could do with you guys please <laughs> dm me back we dm'd you from the long shot we even have the blue check next to us please just open the message you don't even have to get back to us just read it if you're not intrigued see, i think you if you would have, have sent the
1: davis reed personal account dm they would No, because
0: if you got the blue check and the more followers it goes to the top i guess you know? fair enough
1: anyways that was a good question no it,
0: and it's a good answer because i see it you know it's like like you said it's just it's cool to be able to get in touch with people yeah and once I like, you're retired, I like no one's going to give a oh, know, shit about
1: I, you. I, yeah, I, I like people and touching base with people. And like, one of my favorite documentaries is uh, the Jimmy Iovine. I'm blanking on it's I'm saying it's one of my favorite. But like the Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine, Defiant Ones. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. It's on HBO. And uh, he talks a lot about his like special sauce was like collaboration. And that like, mm. I'm going to bring this artist over here who's killing it respectively with what they do, and this artist, which is like totally different, different lane, but they're killing it too, and bring them together and see what happens. And like that collaborative mentality of like bringing people together to try to create, grow, help, give back, like what I could do with my network in terms of like giving back and making an impact is 10 X times what I could do on my own. Yeah. So it's like, it's always an opportunity to connect with other people. And <clears throat> obviously it's self-serving to some extent, but like in the grand scheme of things, if you're able to do it and, and help people in the process, then you know it's, it's all good stuff.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: Thanks. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'll tell you what, Dave, life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Some of these symptoms can include a lack of motivation, maybe some irritability, fatigue, and there's so much more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. And our roles in life can lead to us feeling this type of burned out. I know I feel that in many different cases, whether it be with my work life, with my social life, or somewhere in between. But BetterHelp has a solution for you. It's online therapy, and it wants to remind you to prioritize your health. It's all about linking you with a professional who can help talk you through these types of issues, which so often tend to arise in the day-to-day life of all of us.
0: We were just talking about this at dinner. I think our generation is more accustomed to the idea of therapy. They're, like, more open to it. But a lot of people still, there's some stigma associated with it. There is nothing healthier you can do than sit down with someone who's trained, professional. It can help you work through whatever you're going through in your life, positive or negative. I think it's just, it's very important to have somebody to be able to talk about these things with.
1: Couldn't agree with you more, Dave, and BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And I got great news for you, Dave. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com L-S. That's BetterHelp.com slash L-S. Dave, it's heating up outside, and when it comes to stylish essentials for the summer, there's nothing better than Mack Weldon. They got a plethora of options, from polos to shorts to swimwear. Whatever you're doing, whatever summer activity you might have on deck, maybe a barbecue, maybe a little golf round, maybe just going to work and you want to just do a little bit more casual. They got it all, and it's comfortable, breezy, easy. And did I mention that it's incredibly stylish?
0: You did mention that. And I will say, Dunk, I'm really leaning into my golf game this summer. Love that for you, Dave. I'm, I, it's very important that I feel comfortable out there because my game's not that tight. But in the Mack and polo, I feel like I'm, you know, dressed for success. Look good, feel good, play good. It's sort of been my my motto. Two other must-haves for the season, and by season I mean beach season, or pool season, whatever you're into is or lake season or lake season it it could be lake season you got to see check out their board shorts and swim trunks a combo of performance stretch a combo of performance stretch and slick design they're great gear for when you're taking time off
1: i love that i actually haven't had a chance to try the board shorts yet but man i cannot wait to get my hands on them check out mac weldon for yourself and save twenty percent on your first order. That's a nice little deal, Dave. Twenty percent. Visit macweldon.com/ls and enter promo code LS. Again, that's macweldon.com/ls and enter promo code LS for twenty percent off. That's if you spend a hundred bucks, save twenty bucks. That's a great deal. Stock up on the warm weather essentials you've been missing out on.
0: Um, okay. With that in mind, this is another, I like when the questions segue together, uh, Brad Lowe wants to know what's the purchase that Duncan regrets or holds the most guilt about? Because, you know, like you said, you can get in touch with a lot of people. You know, it's no secret. You guys in the NBA are making enough money to make some purchases. Do you have any that I you... I love, like, the body gestures yeah. that you Come on, what? <laughs> yeah, this is the beauty that. of not doing podcasts over Zoom. Yeah, like that's you can true. read my body language. Yeah. You're not liking it? No, it's... I, I don't know. All right, well, do you have any purchases you feel guilty about? I know you do.
1: <clears throat> guilty is an interesting word in that context. Do um, well, you want to expand on that? <laughs> I mean, like, is in this... Case are like guilty and regret synonymous? Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay. Uh, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I would say I think this this story kind of got covered by Ramona Shelburne in a piece that she wrote, but not people everybody read that. reads Ramona Shelburne. And that's so not a shot at Ramona Shelburne. Not it's more at all. A, sh- a shot that people I, I, don't read. I love Ramona. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's more that yeah, people aren't really sitting down and reading long forms. Was it in anymore. a TikTok? Yeah, exactly. uh but I would say Early on in my career, this was after my two-way year, I had just signed uh, a standard contract with the Miami Heat. It was preseason. The Houston Rockets were in town. Ryan Anderson was on the Houston Rockets. He was a former teammate of mine. They were in town for like three days because whenever people play Miami, they always extend their stay. And we got lunch in Miami, and we wandered over to the design district. Uh And I think he needed to buy something, he said. So we went into Louis Vuitton. I'd never purchased any sort of design or anything. Um, Ryan very kindly bought me we were talking about gifts earlier. Yeah. He got me a, a wallet, uh, which was really kind. What's and a
0: Louis Vuitton wallet run you? do not
1: I don't I'm not sure I didn't pay for it. <laughs> uh, but it was a very, very thoughtful gift, but he was really hyping me up to buy mm-hmm. a backpack, because I was still yeah, blame using, him. I was using my Michigan backpack. and
0: uh, That is unacceptable.
1: Yeah. People give me shit for this quote, but Ramona, Ramona called it the metaphorical ch- uh, chip on my shoulder, <laughs> um, which is a, a little – actually, I think I called it that, which is a little There's, cringy. Now we're getting to the truth. Um, a little cringy on, on my behalf. I'm able to look back on that with with a little bit more clarity. But, uh, yeah, I Ryan really hyped me up. Uh, grease the wheels to to have me go and buy that 2500 bucks for a backpack, Ooh. Um, which just seemed outlandish at the time. And yeah, I, I bought it and I said it, I had a chair in my room and I, I remember I was like kind of hyped up when I bought it. I was like, dude, this backpack, so. it wasn't like, I'm not like big, like logo, like, but it still had like the Louis Vuitton print on it. Um, yes. more of like the checkers, it was like a black bag. It you see like, it from 50 yards. away. Yeah. It was you like relatively it's... subtle though, but yeah. like still not, it would have been like one of those things that if I had like showed up with people would have been, people would have noticed a huge difference. And that oh, went of from Jordan Michigan yeah. back to the Louis Time back. So anyways, I sat it down in my, my, uh, on the chair and like three days later we had a road trip and I was like uh, picking it up and about to pack. And I was like, you know what? Like something about this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> so I packed up the Michigan bag, and then all of a sudden, like I played well on the road trip, so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep riding with the Michigan bag. And that was around the time when I like kind of started to like make some shots and you know get a little bit more confidence. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep rolling with the Michigan bag. <laughs> so this this Louis Vuitton bag would just sit on that chair with like the tag still on and everything and just stare at me every night as I went to bed because it wasn't getting used. And finally, my sister came into town like a month later. And I was nervous that I was like running close to the limit of returning it. But I was too embarrassed <laughs> to return it myself because I made a big deal out of like, oh, should I buy this? Should I not? Blah, blah, blah. Like it was like, it would have been memorable for the person helping me because I went back and forth so many times. Of course, yeah. So I was like, I asked my sister, I was like, would you please return this? Um, and she did. She obliged wow. and, uh, and returned the bag and it's gone forever. I've upgraded since from the, uh, from the Jordan bag, but I just, I just rock a Herschel backpack. I love they, they sent me it uh, great big, bags. Yeah. Big fan of Herschel. They make great stuff. A lot of free uh, shout outs this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it is free. It is. Send me some stuff, Herschel. Or I support the pod. That.
0: Or support the pod. We'll read an ad for you. Yeah, you maybe. We actually like your stuff.
1: Um, anyways, what else you got?
0: No, that was good. Yeah. That was the story I was hoping you were going to tell. What's the purchase that you most regret? I remember you call it real quick. I remember you <clears throat> calling me during all this and just I was just a wall for you to bounce your thoughts off yeah. of and you were debating. God, you know, I just, I like it. I, I feel like I should keep it, but I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like me.
1: I did like the bag a lot, but I realized I liked it for other people more than I liked it for myself. And I wasn't buying it for the right reasons.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I've been buying a lot of scotch and soda recently. Another free shout out. I know, but I love scotch. and I soda. would so love for fun. them to support the pod. Anyways, um, that's my regret. i I'm I actually I think I have some uh, pants I'm gonna return because I've just I have too many now you've gone you've just gotten out of control Oh, their stuff is so good. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Um, okay Vishwasher what a name the vishwasher Wants to know, uh, where we got our tracksuits. Yeah, no, no, you already said that How does Duncan react to seeing himself in trade rumors? Do you even see that stuff? I don't think you I will say I'm at a point right now where like
1: I mean, I still hear, like, some stuff here and there just because it gets through to me through people. But, like, I do not hear a lot of what goes on. Yeah. Um, Like, we were at dinner today, and you you mentioned something that I had never even crossed my mind.
0: I said, hey, Jeremy Grant's going to Portland means you're not going to Detroit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I I didn't know that that was maybe a thing. I mean, I guess maybe it was. don't Like, yeah, I... I'm basically at the point because I've just I've been in them so often throughout my career. It's like I have I have a lot of reps dealing with this type of stuff. I remember you know, the last where trade like, deadline was. There's just so much noise out there that it doesn't make really any sense to get caught up in, you know, what's not real.
0: Yep, makes sense. Uh, Elizabeth isn't your mother's not hitting you up about things she sees on Twitter that no, she thinks are no, real. No, no,
1: it's a lot of it, it's a lot of hoopla. Of hoopla out there yeah. but I, I feel like I've talked about this before too it's always funny to me that like people that aren't really close to me will send me stuff more than people that are actually yes. close to me yes it's like for some reason that's just like how it works I don't know so it works
0: yeah makes sense is nothing's real until it's real yeah exactly okay NBA another NBA question what player do you think is going to have a breakout year next season mm-hmm. slash win most improved player Anybody on your radar? You're like, man, that guy. He's due for a jump. So, I think I have some guys that
1: are I think will really be improved and make jumps. These are
0: kind of two different questions.
1: Yeah, because like most improved is different. Like you look at who wins most improved. You have to score twenty points a game
0: to win most improved. What did Jordan average this year? Like eighteen, like seventeen.
1: But he wasn't. He wasn't even in the top three. Right.
0: No, that's my point. Yeah. yeah like you know, he you, was a guy who had a breakout year, but he didn't.
1: I the most improved award is the one that actually, I think out of all of them kind of bothers me the most, if we're being honest, just in terms of how it's evaluated. I understand it's up to the discretion of the voters. understand that, but it's like, it's not really to me about who improved the most. Um, it's actually more about who like, well, first off they favor people that make the jump from like good player to great player, which I actually am okay with, but it's, it's, It's more about like statistically, like you have to, you can basically boil it down to you have to score 20 points a game. You have to be on like a pretty good team yeah, Um, and you have to like kind of fit the narrative that they're looking for, yeah, which is okay. But like, I wish it was a little bit more objective of like who actually improved the most this year.
0: Aren't most awards just narrative based though?
1: No. Well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I guess you're right. Only, well, that's what you get when you have media people vote for them. No shot at media people. We oh spicy. No, you are media people, but it's no, but it's like I would I would be because we vote for we have like an internal voting thing where we're like we vote as players for people on like various different awards, and it's Does like that it ca- carries weight. No, I actually don't even know where that goes, which is funny. I think it's like just internal. Like I think we just get notified of like the results, but it's like. Wait, is it awards like MVP, most improved? I think so. There's also like weird, like kind of like obscure awards too. It's like a whole list of things. It's like the Player Association sends it out. Weird. But that's always really interesting to me because it's like, I think as players, you get, you appreciate the perspective of your peers more than you do the critics, like the media people. Um, But I think that there would also be like a distinction between who the players would would say win these awards versus
0: who media people would say win these awards.
1: I wouldn't be shocked
0: if it changes a little bit next year with the most improved because I think enough people, notable people, players, and even media came out and said, all right, I mean, John Morant had an amazing year, but he went from a star to a superstar.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the argument is that like some people say that's the hardest jump to make, right? To go from like a really good player to... Like a, a truly fair enough.
0: I like it better for the Jordan Pools, the guys. Who yeah, were, so do I. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Like I, I think like Desmond Bain obviously like really yeah. improved. Yeah. But even that one, you know, I like. I, I think he for sure should have been in the mix to get it. But like people would say, oh well, you know, that's the jump you're supposed to make from year one. Like you can sh- you can shape it sure. however you want to shape it. It's kind of stupid. It's basically they kind of pick who they want to vote for and then they like build the narrative around it.
0: Do you um, have any? Play any names any guys you're th- you think yeah we have-
1: talked about this before and i don't even remember
0: what i was gonna say do you have one i have one that's the jordan like the jordan pool level okay i think precious i really uh-huh. do i thought he was awesome last year in toronto he i even i have some stats if you if you want them yeah i'd love to see him he average. look i have it look at my tab i have it saved right here he uh he averaged nine and seven last year <clears> but post all-star break He was averaging over 12 points a game. Shot almost 40% from three. So, latter half of the season, he was really good. Yeah. And he got so much better from his first year, from his rookie year last year, that, you know, trajectory, if it continues, I see him making another jump. That's my pick. But, but again, I think breakout year and most improved – player are different things like I think he may have a breakout year I don't think it's realistic he wins most improved for the reasons you laid out yeah
1: okay so I'll I have one but I'm going under who I think has a good chance to win most improved okay and that I think Tyrese Maxey statistically Mm. will like make that jump from he was a really good player this year to he'll kind of like ascend into that guy an even better player all-star um yeah i mean i think i don't i have no idea what he averages here but my guess would be somewhere around 18 points a game like i could see him averaging 23 24 which is like a similar jump to what like john morant did um was i right was it 18 points 17.5 18 4 and 3 yeah so like i could see his line next year being like 22 or 23 yeah uh you know four and a half and six right like Something like that, as to where like, you know, a little bit more efficient. Like that probably puts him in the conversation for most improved. What did
0: I'm gonna look this up? What did Jaw average? He went from twenty to twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a, a pretty big, big jump. jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. <laughs> Maybe he should have won
1: it. I know. I don't. I don't think it's like wrong that he did.
0: Are you yawning I just on yawned. camera? I just yawned on camera, dude. but dude, we're I, leaving that in. But
1: it's all—it's <laughs> also like John ja Morant <clears throat> was like an MVP candidate.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fair. I digress. What all you right, got? Luke Albers asks, "What's the toughest shot Duncan has made in the <clears throat> NBA?" Will you stop clearing your throat? I got two uh, that come to mind, and.
1: They literally, I don't, you didn't ask that question before. And I just thought of both of these and they just randomly came to my Here mind. Beast. One is in the NBA finals, um, really had no business going in, but it was a second half shot against the Lakers, uh, in the finals. I was going to my right by the benches, <clears throat> sorry, going to my left by the benches and I banked in a three. Uh, and I, like, double clutched it because I thought Alex Caruso was going to block it. And it still somehow went in as, like, the shot clock was kind of expiring. Do you remember so, what game this was? Uh, I want to say game five,
0: I think. Is that the game you had 26? I think so, yeah.
1: No it, no, it wasn't that game
0: then. It might have been game four. We're going to find the clip. I don't know All what right, it double was. clutch over Alex Caruso. <clears throat> That's one. Three.
1: And then the other one. Bonus points for NBA Random regular season game against the Orlando Magic. Yes, I want the deep cuts. Um, I got like a handoff. I like came off one way, threw it back, I think to Bam, probably to Bam. Statistically, (laughs) statistics would say it was probably (laughs) Bam. Likely. Uh, And was going to the right corner across from our bench. And uh, under Steve Clifford, the Magic would always blitz ball screens going towards the baseline. And Like like side ball screens going towards the baseline, like step-ups. And uh, I knew they were going to blitz it, and I had two on me, and I just shot it. And it was like a super high arcing shot, and it just didn't hit anything but net. And it was one of those shots where I was like, wow, that was pretty crazy that that went (laughs) in. Like, it wasn't like, if you watched the game, you wouldn't have been like, you'd be like, oh, that was a tough shot. But like, for some reason in my mind, it just sticks out to me like, that was crazy. I think part of it was just how, I just like heaved it. Like I knew they were blitzing, yeah. and I had like made a couple already. I was just like, I'm just gonna throw this <laughs> up there, and it went in.
0: A couple of things. One, love that mentality. Yeah. Uh, secondly, that is the exact kind of answer I wanted. I didn't want the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I that one cut. for
1: whatever reason. Like I'll occasionally like come across that highlight, and it's, like I said, it's a random game. It's not like some highlight that like always surfaces. Yeah. But like I'll occasionally come across it, and every time I watch that shot, I'm like, damn.
0: That's pretty crazy. Is it one of those where you just decide before you get the ball? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm going to shoot this. And then does it feel good right away or is it just like, wow? No, that's one where it's like
1: hard to explain. Like I didn't shoot that. It wasn't you. (laughs) Yeah. Like I didn't shoot that ball. Like I just, it just left my (laughs) hand and it went in. It's like angels in the outfield. And what happened in between, I don't really know. Like I just (laughs) heaved the ball up and it went in. I've had a couple like, like that. Like I remember against Cleveland, weirdly enough, same kind of shot going to the right by their bench like, Tyler, that was, like, in that that one of my first, like, kind of breakout games where I hit eight threes in that first yep. half. and Against B-line. Yeah, it was, like, going to the bench to the right, and Tyler, like, kind of handed it to me. Oh, in the corner? Yeah, and I just, like, yeah. shot it, and I was just like,
0: oh, that went in. You lost your mind after that one, too <laughs> Yeah, because that was were one screaming. where like. That was a heat check.
1: I, like, earned
0: the heat check. That right? was, like, your sixth I'd or I'd seventh. I, made a couple of shots. It. I was like, I'm just going to let this fly, yeah. and it just went in, and I was like,
1: mm, that was crazy.
0: Yeah, but that's also right after that, you hit the, like, 40-footer.
1: No, I think the 40-footer... Actually, 30, yeah. 35-footer. Yeah, yeah. That's right, actually. Deep into shot clock. Anyways. Let's oh, close the yearbook, huh? Nah, keep, yeah, it. fair enough. Keep the, keep We're looking forward. forward. Yeah.
0: Okay, a couple quick hitters to end. Ready? These are going to be true quick hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True quick, true quick hitters. Uh, from DB Ball. Last year, you introduced me to some cool artists like Tom Mish, mm. who became one of my favorite musicians. What are some of your underrated songs of this year? Singers or songs? So, do we want to go? I'm gonna break out my Spotify catalog. For yeah, this. yeah, do, do, do. I, I have uh, one that I showed you today. Yeah. That I want got... everyone to go listen to, which is uh, shout out to Casey. Casey showed me this. Yep. Blue Moon by They, absolute hit. So it, play that and tell me you don't. It kind of depends.
1: It kind of depends what you're going for. But if you want like the Tom Mish category um Noah Kahan is really good Mount Joy um what else do we have here that I've kind of been Ty Verdes uh I like Ty Verdes uh Code of the Friend uh who Um, else
0: yeah you stay in the same kind of lane that's kind of that genre I will say
1: uh Checo you got to check out Checo he's from New Hampshire I met him recently Shout out Checo uh and Another free shot. He, he makes great music uh, he, he came over actually oddly enough He was just at my house eating Sick dinner. dude you hang out with artists. No I mean he's not like a big time artist But he makes really good music <laughs> Checko uh, And he's from New Hampshire So check him out um, No that's good
0: Those are good answers is
1: that, Are those good answers? Yeah. No I want to think of one other
0: I have Blue Moon by They Please go listen to that um, If it's daytime and you're outside at the pool Listen to Drake's new album And then judge it after that um, yeah, that's good. Jasmine Sullivan. Yep. I would say... Um, what else am I listening to?
1: I don't know. I still... I really like her. She's, oh, my gosh. she's great. Her, Snow SZA. Allegra. SZA, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of SZA, but Snow Allegra and her uh, are both great. Frank Ocean never disappoints. Never. I mean,
0: put it on old stuff. There's, yeah, that's that's that kind of days. like, all right,
1: cool, Duncan. You said Frank
0: Ocean. Like, yeah. yeah everyone dude. listens to Frank Ocean. You're so Anyways, edgy. Anyways... So uh, yeah. Okay, that wasn't a quick hitter. Okay, keep going. Good. Uh, Zachary Scott asks All time favorite sports movie? By the way, Tom Mish
1: is fantastic. I got to put him back in the rotation. Yeah, He's yeah, kind of fun. It's summertime. Out. Tom yeah. Mish. Also, I have been listening to a lot of Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Yeah, I, I will say I was anti the punk rock movement early on. No, but, but I, I respect it. I
1: also had a phase recently where I listened to strictly British rap. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, yeah. like strictly British a lot of rap. Stormzy. Stormzy, Dave, Dave uh, H. Uh, he runs a Burna Boy. Burna Boy was on it. I mean, he's not British, but no, I know. But. He, you know, whatever. Uh, he has a song with Dave, which is maybe that's one of my Brian. Yeah, my but brain uh, brain. but yeah, that was another kick that I had. Strictly British
0: rap it was yeah, the only yeah. thing I would listen to. You put me on Dave. Yeah, Dave's great. I like Dave. Continue. Um, All time favorite sports movie.
1: All time favorite sports movie. Semi pro. Semi
0: pro's up there. It's so good. Um,
1: I would say. I'm gonna. I name a couple. White men can't jump. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Let's go. Not basketball. Okay.
1: I love Friday Night Lights, the movie. Yeah, it's so good. So good. It's just. I remember being so. Is it Pelham? No.
0: Parnum. Parnum. Polium. No, it's like Parnum High School or something. It's So good. It's just. I remember being so heartbroken. The Parnum
1: Panthers. No. Parnum Panthers. It's just sad ending.
0: Yeah, but it's such a. It's such a. Wow. Yeah, great movie. Such a great movie. Uh, Talladega Nights. I'm going Will Ferrell comedy (laughs) movies. Does that count as a sports movie? Uh, Yeah,
1: that's... yeah. Those Uh, are great
0: movies. We shouted out Kicking... We look like we could be in Kicking and Screaming. Yeah. Uh, Glory Road. Blades of Glory. Glory Road and Blades of Glory. (laughs)
1: Blades of Glory is a classic. We're Uh, supposed to pick one. We're just kind of rattling off, but...
0: Glory Road would be
1: up there for me. Glory Road's good. I don't know. I love that movie. It doesn't... Yeah. It's a good movie.
0: All right. Rudy. Hoosiers. No, I don't like. No, I'm not going with the throwbacks. A, All a, right, a, we're bad at the quick hitters.
1: Anyone that says Hoosiers is their favorite movie is either from Indiana or they're wrong. Or my dad.
0: Or your um, dad. He Re- would be wrong. Reese Barker asks, or says, about to be in my first year of university. Shout out to you. Good luck. So, Reese. So, I'm curious, what were your majors?
1: Uh, I don't know if this has been documented.
0: I think it Davis. probably has. <laughs> no, I Come was. On, uh, quick hitters.
1: I did five years of college, so I was double major: political science and sport management. Two degrees. That's it's, right. It's cool. What cares. about you, Davis? Oh, th- you just put this on here so Davis could say that he majored in neuroscience and he's so smart and he studied the brain, but now he overthinks everything. He has this That's my Instagram ca- bio. He has this little catchphrase that he likes to use. That's a good. That's good though.
0: That's pretty good. No. Come on. Who are you really fooling with that? I studied neuroscience and behavior. Didn't.
1: Give me one neuroscience term that you actually remember and explain it in 10 seconds. Well, so here's
0: the thing. I. You're deflecting. I. The the major, <laughs> the way it was broken out at Wesleyan, it was half biology and half psychology courses. So the that bio. doesn't sound stuff, like neuroscience to me. So listen. Well, I mean, it's like neuroanatomy, you know, like okay. learning the parts of the brain and organic chemistry and. Physics, I had okay, to take so all that Okay, so give stuff. me a part. Give me So something. listen, the, that half of stuff didn't retain any of it. Not really relevant. The psychology stuff, that was really interesting. Okay, so give me something. And it sort of like reshaped the way that I think I just view the world. You know? Yeah. We're so, all so just... Embark some wisdom upon chemicals us. Chemicals in our brains. I don't want to do that. I also don't remember a whole lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are quick hitters. All uh, right, last one. From Noah, favorite teams or athletes from other sports. Favorite teams or
1: athletes from other sports. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna try to stay away from just like New England sports fandom because that's how I grew up. Those are yeah. like my Chiefs, most but I will uh, say like Tom Brady growing up, okay, obviously. Dude. Troy Brown, Ty Law, like those those are my heyday, yeah, heydays yeah, as yeah, yeah. a sports fan. Um For the Red Sox, like Josh Beckett, Jonathan Papelbon, Coco Crisp, Pokey Reese. like Those are some (laughs) legends right there. I I could tell you the entire starting lineup of the 2004 World (laughs) Series champion Red Sox. I could do the 2015 Royals for
0: sure. That's not as cool as like seven years ago. Same <laughs> thing dude. 2004 was 18 years That's ago. our World Series. Okay, in Boston you guys win all the time. Congratulations. Yeah, but like I, I could literally There's go worst, I could fans. go down the line. And it's They're like Sick, dude. I'm happy for you. Manny <laughs> Ramirez. But like those those Dustin Pedroia, those are, Jason Pedroia was in 04. Whatever.
1: There's Mark Bellhorn at second <laughs> base. <laughs> um anyways, yeah, I mean uh, we'll just leave it at that. There are, like, people that I enjoy watching now in other sports, but I don't have, like, I'm not, like, fans of people, you know?
0: Yeah, no. I like soccer players. I like
1: some soccer players. For some reason, the fact that they're, like, way overseas is, like, makes it different. I don't know why. Maybe that's, like, an ego thing. I hope it's not. Can you analyze that? (laughs) Uh, It's probably an
0: ego thing. They're not in your celebrity competition It's not
1: celebrity, though. It's more just, like... What they're doing is like it, it feels like I I become a huge fan of
0: F one recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, are you a Verstappen guy? I or uh, are you? I'm a not. I, guy? I don't
1: want to say who I don't like. I'll I'll say who I do like. Uh, I'd rather know the former. Big Daniel Ricciardo guy. Mm. Big fan of Daniel Ricciardo. Um, I like Lando Norris.
0: See, these are guys you should reach out to. We just talked yeah, about maybe. how you have. You can get in touch with people. I like Lando, Norris. Um, I, like you, I like Max. Who have Max you reached out something. to and not heard back from that you're most disappointed about? Like for me, me it's good, good. Reply and to my t- DMs. There's definitely somebody that I
1: can't think of right now that I just did not hear back from. Did you
0: hit up Stormzy? No, no.
1: I was on the Stormzy kick. Though, yeah, for you a were. While. No, I didn't know. I, I can't think of somebody, but. There's definitely Come on. someone out there. We'll, we'll revisit this. All right, fine. Um, okay, actually, I'm not I... saying this because I'm like embarrassed. I would have zero shame in, no, I, in saying I it. I, like, I just know. legitimately don't remember.
0: Um, league Hugs asked who gives the best hugs in the league. <laughs> league Hugs? Yeah. Um, the I best... feel like Joe Ingles would give a good hug.
1: I don't know if I ever hugged Joe Ingles.
0: I don't he was know. just like, a kind I'm going to opt out of answering this Come one, on, though. dude. Who gives a good hug? Who seems like they'd give a good hug? Best hugs in the league. I don't know. Steven Adams gives a good hug for sure. Big guy. I mean, you just being engulfed. He's, he's Yeah. As long as he's like gentle. Like he could crush me. But he seems like he's a nice guy. I'll leave do- that up nice for, for you to try to. Okay. Steven Adams. Um, Serge Ibaka feels like he'd give a good hug. Okay. He just seems kind. Thunder, formerly Thunder Big Man. Yeah, maybe it's, I have an affinity for it. Yeah, maybe I have some soft spot for the Thunder.
1: Anyways, Midwest thing.
0: Yeah, all right. Just um, those
1: flyovers, flyover states sticking together, you know?
0: I think that's all I have. I'm going through my my. Let's do one here.
1: more rapid fire.
0: Okay. Um, oh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't... No, does Davis get I, I starstruck? I wanted to find a Davis question. I don't know. Oh, how about Ryan Thompson that wants to know: Was Davis ever better than Duncan? At one point, yes, when we first For met sure. each other. We talked about that. Davis was a
1: better. Basketball Tenth player. grade, I was. All by right, that's far it. Better. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the mailbag as much as we enjoyed doing it <laughs> because we had a good time and uh, look forward to to seeing you next week. We got some great guests coming up. We already have them lined up. I hope they show up uh, and I hope it actually happens. But we got some good stuff in the future so uh you know long shot pod is is on the come up yeah i think that's fair to say trending trending in the right direction uh all right i hope you guys all have a fantastic uh week and uh looking forward to checking back in next week should we sing um no
0: i'm a mother lover you're a mother lover
1: uh cheers